Hey, what's going on, guys? You are tuning into Shed Dogs Podcast, and we are here to pick the final fight card of 2021 Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins. And this is a pretty good fight, you know, a heavyweight scrap. I'm going to be honest, I'd rather see the co main event take the main event spot so they could have five rounds, but that's all right. You know, I don't think we'll see all five rounds with these two big fellas with the hammers they throw. Um, I think Chris Dawkins is going to win this fight until Derek Lewis does. So I am picking Derek Lewis. Um, I pretty much see it going how most Derek Lewis fights go. And Chris Dawkins has got some good technical boxing. I see him, you know, landing some good shots on Derek, maybe hurting him to the body because that tends to happen, tends to shit on himself a little bit sometimes. But um, I think. Derek Lewis will still probably unload one power cannon and put him down. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Dawkins won either. I mean, he's good pressure fighter, good good hands. But I just think Derek Lewis is going to Derek Lewis. He's that dude at heavyweight. It's kind of like how Mark Hunt used to be back in the day. Like, you know, yeah, you can go in there and you can out-technical him all you want. You can wrestle him. You can do whatever. But if he catches you once you're done so um you can hear my dog rustling around in the back um but yeah i got Derek lewis maybe by knockout who knows um but yeah co-main event um i kind of wish this was the main event because i think these dudes could do a really good five rounds but anyhow steven wonderboy thompson versus bilal muhammad and I'm going to be real honest, it's kind of like the last fight. Wonder Boy's going to Wonder Boy and spin kick the shit out of Bilal Muhammad and, you know, hit him with those sidekicks and do what he does. Um, I will say, Gilbert Burns kind of, I mean, Tyron Woodley showed a little bit of it a few years ago, but Gilbert Burns really showed the blueprint on if you want to beat Wonder Boy, this is how you do it, and you just make it an ugly fight and kind of blanket him and push him against the cage and make it real ugly and don't let him, you know, style on you and do his thing. But much easier said than done. Um, And, I mean, even in that sense, Gilbert Burns still ate some good shots in that fight from Wonder Boy. But, I mean, he still got the win. Um, Bilal Muhammad has a game that's a lot like that. He's no, you know outstanding athlete or outstanding you know striker or grappler or whatever but he's like a super balanced fighter i mean he's super solid every any area of the where the fight can go so um he definitely could do that he's really good at following his coach's game plan but i think the difference between him and gilbert burn i mean there's a lot of differences but i think burns is just a lot more athletic too and probably hits a lot harder and you know he's just a step up of Bilal Muhammad I don't think Bilal's gonna be athletic enough to kind of pull that game against Wonder Boy but Wonder Boy is yeah I don't know why he goes by Wonder Boy still he should be Wonder Man but uh because he's you know mid-30s I'm pretty sure maybe late 30s even but no he is awesome he you know, maybe he's getting older, though, too, and 
you know, maybe he slows down a pinch, but even if he does, I still don't think that, you know, that's enough for Bilal to come in and get the victory. But I don't know. I like both guys. Both guys are awesome. Really nice guys. Um, you know, good sportsmen. So it's going to be an awesome fight. They're both going to be insanely respectful and who knows? It's welterweight. Anything can happen. And where we go next from this is anybody's ball game, but it's going to be fun. So, um, next fight, we've got Amanda Lemos taking on Angela Hill. And, um, this is a really fun fight. Um, both girls are good on the feet. Um, Amanda Lemos has been on a fucking tear. I'm pretty sure her last fight, she knocked the girl out in about 40 seconds, Montserrat Ruiz, and that was just, uh, you know, merciless, beautiful. And then the fight before that, I'm pretty sure she also won by knockout. She's 10-1-1. I mean, I'm not saying that records are everything. Records mean almost nothing at times, but that just tells me that she's a hot prospect. She's got dynamite in her hands. But Angela Hill, too, is... A vet, I mean, that's another thing, you know, she may not have the the prettiest record ever, but that experience goes so far in this business. Um, I really, you know, I just don't see her winning, though. I think that Lemos is going to have size and power on her, and she's also pretty well-rounded, as is Angela Hill. I think Angela Hill is more of a striker, but she's improved her grappling and her, you know, just all-around game throughout the years. I mean, she, for a while, was taking a, a fight every two weeks, so that'll do it when it comes to experience, which is awesome. So, um, great fight. I got Amanda Lemos winning. Um, awesome. Next fight, we've got Rafaela Sunsau versus Ricky Simone. And I, this one's a little, I mean, I don't want to doubt a Sun Sal, but I think he does not match up well with a guy like Ricky Simone. But then again, you know, Ricky Simone could be the kind of guy to come out there swinging hammers and land in a bunch of shots and then shoot for a double and get guillotined and that's it. I mean, not that that's happened before, I don't think, but he that style of fighting that he does kind of, you know, kind of screams that to me sometimes, but I still have him winning the fight. Um, I think that, like I said, he's going to come out throwing hammers and I don't know if he'll knock a Sun Tso out, but I mean, a Sun Tso has been around for a while now. That division is vicious and he got, I don't know if he's fought since the Garbrandt fight, but I mean, I'm sure he has. That was quite a while ago, but holy shit, he got knocked out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm picking Simone in that one. Um, Carlos Diego Fajera taking on Mateus Gamrot in the next fight. And this was hard to pick. Both guys are scrappy. Both guys are good grapplers in really different ways, but kind of similar ways too. I, like, I think of Gamrot as kind of a club and sub guy more of like i'm gonna double leg you get you in uncomfortable positions really pound on you and i mean he 
got a Kimura on Jeremy Stevens in his last fight. And you don't see a, a lot of Kimuras in MM, like you know high level MMA right now anymore. Like that's kind of a brute submission move, and we saw Islam Makachev do it to Dan Hooker recently too. And that's just you know that proves you know. If you're a big fucking brute and you know what you're doing and you can get to the position, you could really tear somebody's arm up like someone like that, you know. But Carlos Diego Fajero's no slouch on the ground either. I mean, he's choked out Pettis. He's gotten, I'm pretty sure he got someone with like a weird heel hook or ankle lock a while back. Um, coming off a couple losses. Um, let me see. He lost to, I believe, in his last two fights. Here we go. He lost to Gregor Gillespie and Benil Darius. So no slouches there. I mean, he's clearly been fighting some damn good fighters. I mean, Gillespie and Darius. I mean, those two are easily top ten, maybe even both top five. I mean, Darius, if he wins his next fight, he, he could definitely be fighting for the title once Gaethje and Oliveira figure their mess out, but not mess, but I mean, once that fight happens, we all know it's going to happen, but yeah, I mean, those are two tough opponents, no shame in losing to the, and uh, the Dariush loss was a split decision, so, um, Gamrot, he's, you know, only lost one time in his career, he's 19 and one, and that was a split decision loss as well, so he's, you know, both of these guys are young and hungry and damn good fighters. Um, I'm going to go with Mateus Gamrot. He seems bigger and stronger. I, I hate to go out and say this a lot. You know, they're bigger, they're stronger, they hit harder. Because that's not always the case. But there are times where it's like... Not that they look like they're two di divisions apart, but... You could tell, you know, one guy's bigger than the other. That's it. And, you know, that has an effect sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. But in this fight, I see it having an effect. Um, I've got Gamrot winning, and I think I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think it's going to be lots of scrambles, lots of, you know, crazy transitions on the ground. Both guys really skilled, and I think it's going to be fun. I see Gamrot winning it, and yeah, um... Finally, our opener of the main card, Cub Swanson and Darren Elkins. Hell yeah. These are two guys. Cub Swanson, I remember watching him in WEC when I was younger. And I was like, man, this dude is, you know, damn good hands back in those days. And he's still, he's the same dude. He's been the same dude most of his career. Not saying he hasn't improved, but he's just that guy. He's going to go in and throw hands and he's either going to beat you or he's not, but you're going to, he's going to have a fun fight and he's going to box you up a little bit. Um, and Darren Elkins, I mean, I think we've got a couple people whose nickname is the zombie in the UFC. We definitely have, you know, Korean zombie, maybe someone else, but Darren Elkins may actually be a zombie. Um, we've seen that guy get beat down so many times and come back and, kick the shit not just like oh yeah he is you know the other guy's gas ran out and he took him down and you know won by a good decision no we've seen him knock dudes out and choke dudes out after taking beatings and that's 
awesome, you know, he's, you know, blood and guts fighter to the core, you know, the damage, that's the perfect nickname for him, um, but I've got Cup winning this fight, I think Darren Elkins is an exciting, fun fighter to watch, you put him up against anyone, but when it comes to, you know, Technique versus, you know, heart. I'll, you know, I won't say I pick technique every time, but I just think that Cubs' overall game is just a little bit above Darren Elkins. Um, Elkins is, you know, definitely the better grappler out of the two. I'll give him that, but Cubs fought a who's who of names throughout his career. I mean, not that Elkins hasn't, but he's fought some really good guys, seen a lot of, lot of looks, and I don't... I don't see Darren Elkins getting an early takedown and bullying him. And I don't think Cub Swanson's the kind of guy that you want to eat a bunch of shots from and try to make a comeback off of, because he's probably not going to get tired and he's going to punch you in the face a lot. And Darren Elkins has already taken a lot of punches to the face. So I don't think that's wise, but who knows? I've clearly picked wrong before and I'm, happy to pick wrong again, but that's what I think is going to happen. Um, fun fight card last one of 2021. Um, it's been a really fun year. You know, we've had a couple unlikely champions, you know, win the bell in Juliana Pena and, uh, Glover Teixeira. Um, we've seen some insane knockouts, you know, Brutal, bloody wars, you know, Chandler Gaethje, uh, Sandhagen and Dillashaw, Sandhagen and Yawn. I think, honestly, either Yawn and Sandhagen or Yawn and Dillashaw, even those are probably my fights of the year. Either one, you could say. I know a lot of people say Gaethje and Chandler, and that was fun, but I see a lot of recency bias in that one. And in that fight, too, those guys both... Not that they both stopped and, you know, were lazy in the fight. Obviously not if they're, you know, talks of fight of the year. But there were times where those dudes both took a step back for a second, breathed, and then went back to, you know, slanging and banging. I feel like in both of those Corey Sanhagen fights, the action never stopped. Whether it was pressure, whether it was you know, boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, clinch grappling, whatever. There was something going on at all times in both of those fights. And they, they were both, uh, five rounders as well. And they both went all five rounds. So those are my fights of the year. Um, you could say either one really, I, I'd probably pick the yawn fight just cause, I think it was a little crazier. I think the TJ Shaw, TJ Dillashaw fight, you know, they, you know, kept it going the whole fight, but TJ did show that he's the better wrestler in that fight too. And not that wrestling is boring or anything, but there were times where, you know, he took him down and he wasn't, you know, just being lazy and blanketing him or anything, but I don't remember a lot of takedowns in the yawn and, uh, Sandhagen fight I remember spin kicks and brutal boxing and flying knees and blood and guts so yeah don't know really where fight of the year came from um I guess I'm talking about 2021 as as a whole um 
yeah, um, I couldn't tell you who's going to get submission of the year. I really, you know, can't think of any crazy things right now. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting and there's a little voice way deep down inside my head going, this happened to this guy. This guy did this. This person did this. Fuck. But that's not what I, what is coming to my brain right now. So who knows? I'm rambling. Um, Thank you for tuning in. 2021 has been an awesome year. So excited for 2022 in the world of UFC and MMA and sports and life in general, honestly. Um, Yeah. um, You've been listening to Shed Dogs. Keep on rocking in the fucking free world.